This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. want to welcome everyone that's tuned into Radio K Pulpit. I hope you all had a wonderful afternoon. You're with Alana Willyview and my program is called Body Matters. Now normally I have a guest in the studio. We talk about different things regarding the body of Christ but today I want to chat about a very interesting topic which is fasting and not everybody knows what fasting is what is it about and you know even when you go onto Facebook you'll see you know there's so many benefits for fasting but today we want to look at what does the word of God say about fasting so let's jump straight into the topic of fasting and so what is fasting why do people fast And um, if we look at the purpose of fasting, so the first purpose of fasting is to dedicate oneself to God, to physically abstain from something um, for a certain period of time in order to obtain supernatural intervention from God with regards to something specific. So sometimes we are in situations and we're really, really trusting God for a breakthrough or we're trusting God for something or we just, you know, the seriousness thereof of our, you know, our plea to God. Um, We sometimes do the fasting just to really, really to say, God, this is my heart's desire. So fasting is such a, it's a sacrifice, a way of humbling oneself before the Lord, seeking him earnestly for his will and his intervention in our circumstances. And you know what? Fasting is always accompanied by prayer and it demonstrates the depth of our desire in praying for something. So now you may ask, now how does one fast? You know, fasting is about giving up something that gives you satisfaction. You know, so many people fast in different ways. So many people might have illnesses and they don't fast, um, you know, abstaining from food. They might just decide that they are going to give up coffee or they're going to give up their series or whatever. So fasting is about giving up something that gives us satisfaction for a certain period of time. Um, It is a sacrifice, you know, whatever we feel led by the spirit to abstain from. Mostly it is food and drink. And as we look at the example of Jesus, when he went into the desert for 40 days, he didn't have any water or food. And you can read about that in Matthew 4, 1 to 11. So I'm going to touch now on a few examples in the Bible of people who fasted. The first person that I can mention is Daniel. Remember, Daniel fasted for 21 days. And um, that was only eating of vegetables and he drank water. And the outcome of that fast was for greater spiritual, mental, and physical health. And you can read about that in Daniel 10, verse 3. 
Then another very significant fast is the Esther fast. Now, I don't know if any of you have ever done the Esther fast. I've done that twice. And I can say that is by far the worst fast I've ever done. But I've done this when when God had really laid it on my heart. And these were like really situations where it was so bad for me. I really, really needed God to come through for me. And I can tell you honestly, God is so faithful. He's such a faithful God. He has answered me in my prayer, in my plead, in my fasting. And God definitely came through for me. So this fast that Esther did was also abstaining from food and water. And it was a three-day fast. So that's no water, no food. And the fast was called because of an urgent matter that needed God's help. And it was for favor and protection of the Jewish people. And this is, as I said, by far a very difficult fast. And you can read about that in Esther 4, 16. Then we, there's another fast with Ezra. Ezra called a fast, um, and that you can read in es- Ezra 8, 21 to 23. He proclaimed a fast so that they, the leaders and the Levites, would humble themselves before the Lord and seek his protection. And we can go on to a few other fasts with the prophet Jonah, who had to preach to the people in Nineveh. And the Ninevites fasted to show their repentance and sorrow for their sin. And that is in Jonah 3, 7 to 8. And another fast is when King David's baby son was close to death. And he fasted to show his sorrow and to dedicate himself to prayer. Now, we all know that David had the heart, a heart after God, but he committed adultery. And one of the um, consequences was that God took his firstborn son, but he fasted and he prayed that God would, would help him in this matter. But irrespective of the outcome, um, David still praised God. And then we look at the example that Jesus set where he was tempted in the desert. And he fasted in order to focus himself, you know, on, on, on God and the mission that he had, that God had prepared for him. And that is also in Matthew 4, 1 to 2. So likewise, immediately after, um, you know, his dramatic conversation on the road of Damascus, the Apostle Paul also fasted and he prayed and he tried to understand what he had seen and what Christ was calling him to do. Now, these are just a few examples of fasting and in all of them, it was some kind of food that they had to eat or not eat or um, abstain from. And this was just to really get God's attention, to see the, seek his help, to humble oneself before the Lord. So let's just take a short music break. Then we're going to look at why do we need to fast. 
If you've just tuned in, you're with Alana Olifi with Body Matters. And today I'm talking about fasting. And I just mentioned just before the music break, what is the purpose of fasting? So fasting is to dedicate oneself to God, to physically abstain from something for a certain period of time in order to obtain supernatural intervention from God with regards to something specific, Fasting is a sacrifice and a way of humbling oneself before the Lord, seeking Him earnestly for His will and intervention in our circumstances. And lastly, fasting is always accompanied by prayer and a demonstration of the depth of our desire in praying for something. So why do we fast? Okay, so there are many reasons why people fast. It could be for healing. You know, someone's sick, it could be for healing for yourself. It could be for someone else. It could be for wisdom in a situation or breakthrough. Or even an answer to praise in the lives of someone else. You know, sometimes we we can intercede for someone else by maybe fasting on their behalf or praying for them or trusting God to do something miraculous in their lives. You know, prayer and fasting can also bring about deliverance. You know, we can pray and fast for people who need to be delivered from demonic strongholds or certain sicknesses. And if I just look at um, Mark chapter 9, where the disciples of Jesus were trying to deliver a man from an evil spirit, but they could not. And then Jesus said to, said to them, this kind come forth but nothing but through prayer and fasting. Isn't that interesting that through prayer and fasting, we can um, ask God for deliverance. We can ask God for healing. And it's just to humble ourselves and say, Lord, we need you. You see, if you want to grow in your relationship with God, or there's a major event in your life, fasting might be that blessing that you need. So let's look at Jesus when he was um, tempted by Satan. And Satan said to Jesus, turn these stones into bread. You know, if you are the son of God. So Satan was tempting Jesus when he was in the desert, when Jesus was fasting. And Jesus said, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And that is in Matthew 4 verse 4. You see, in fasting, in this fasting, Jesus affirmed that he is dependent on God and obedient to him alone. This also means that physically, sometimes we need, we don't just live with by food. You know, food feeds our physical being, but we also need spiritual food. And sometimes we need to sacrifice the physical in order to focus on the spiritual, not to be dependent on the world for our provision, but on God, who is our ultimate source of everything. And, you know, Jesus is called Jehovah Jireh, our provider, the God that provides all our needs. You know, fasting causes us to align 
our focus and dependency completely on God, drawing us closer to Him. You know, it isn't our weakness. You know, when we are weak, that the Lord becomes our strength. And He can start moving on our behalf, you know, in our own strength. We are weak. And that's why that scripture, I love it in the Bible, that says, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. You know that fasting impacts the spiritual realm through physical obedience and causes a spiritual release. You know, sometimes God tests us, you know, he wants to see our hearts, our motives for for why we're fasting. And sometimes we need to sacrifice our flesh in order to hear from him. And sometimes God requires us to do a physical action to release supernatural power of favor and blessings in our lives. And I believe that fasting accompanied by prayer is a powerful tool for spiritual warfare. So how does the word say we should fast? Now, some of us may fast and we, you know, you go into this place where you look ill or sick or whatever. But the Lord says that fasting is a private matter between you and God. Unless it's a corporate fast that the church is doing and a whole lot of people are doing for a specific reason um, or God has called the fast. You know, sometimes we need to be careful that we don't do a fast just because. And, you know, sometimes I know people that say I'm doing a fast, but actually the motive is to lose weight. You know, how many times we say we're going to do a fast, but in the back of your head, oh, if I can lose a few kilograms. We need to check the motives of our heart and really ask God, Lord, do you want me to fast? And I believe when you really get that um confirmation it's so powerful you know because you know that God is working behind the scenes so let's see what does the word say about how should we fast so in Matthew 6 um, verse 16 to 18 it says truly I tell you they have received their reward in full but when you fast put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your father who is unseen and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Isn't that powerful? You know, sometimes when we're fasting, it's, you know, we, we will, you know, chat about it. But I believe it's God's heart that we don't even say anything you know, that we don't try and get recognition from people. But God says what what, he's, what we do in the unseen, he will reward us. You know, fasting, I believe, is not just fasting from food or, um, you know, sacrificing sometimes, um, sacrificing um, whatever God has laid on our heart. You know that fasting and abstaining from food, is required in certain situations, but our lives should be a living sacrifice as unto the Lord. And I want to read to you in Isaiah 48, verse 3 to 14, and it indicates what a real fast look looks like according to the word. So let me start from verse 3. 
It says, we have fasted before you, they say. Why aren't you impressed? This is the people asking God. We have been very hard on ourselves and you don't even notice it. I will tell you why this is God. I respond. It is because you are fasting to please yourselves. Even while you fast, you keep oppressing your workers. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? This kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me. You humble yourselves by going through the motion of penance, bowing your head like reeds bending in the wind. You dress in burlap and cover yourselves with ashes. Is this what you call fasting? Do you really think this will please me? Says the Lord. No, this is the kind of fasting I want. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them. And do not hide from relatives who need your help. Then your salvation will come like the dawn and your wounds will quickly heal. Your godliness will lead you forward and the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Then when you call, the Lord will answer, Yes, I am here. He will come quickly. Remove the heavy yoke of oppression. Stop pointing your finger and spreading vicarious rumors. Feed the hungry and help those in trouble. Then your light will shine out from the darkness and the darkness around you will be as bright as noon. The Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry and restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. Some of you will rebuild the desert ruins of your cities. Then you'll be known as a rebuilder of walls and a restorer of homes. Keep the Sabbath day holy. Don't pursue your own interests on that day. But enjoy the Sabbath and speak of it with delight as the Lord's holy day. Honor the Sabbath in everything you do on that day and don't follow your own desires or talk idly. Then the Lord will be your delight. I will give you great honor and satisfy you with the inheritance. I promise to your ancestors, Jacob. I, the Lord, have spoken. Isn't that so beautiful that it's not just fasting and sacrificing food, but that our lives must be a living sacrifice unto the Lord. You know, when we do the will of God, we are obedient to Him. He says, if you love me, you will obey me. And what to me is so relevant is keeping the Sabbath day, which is Sunday, is actually a day of fasting. We don't look at Sundays always like that. But in Isaiah 48, as I just read, it says, 
just take that one day, that Sunday, let that be your fasting day. And it says, watch over your mouth, what you say and what you do on that day. Don't pursue your own interest, but focus on God, bringing honor to God and not focusing on yourself. And I think sometimes we forget that the Sunday or the day that we set aside, and I think it's any day, but that we will put that day aside to just realign our thoughts, our words, our attitudes to God as he has required. So let us take another short break. We're almost at the end of our session and we'll look at what is obedience to God and sacrifice. Welcome back to Body Matters. You're with Alana Willie for you. And I'm talking about the topic of fasting. So we looked at what is fasting. Why do we fast? And what does God require from us? And that our lives should be a living sacrifice unto God. And also the importance of keeping Sunday the Sabbath day that God really requires from us to be watchful about what we say and do so that we can bring honor and glory to his name. So to summarize all of this, it boils down to obedience is better than sacrifice. And that is in 1 Samuel 15:22. The Lord offers us so many benefits when our lives become a living sacrifice unto him and by doing his will above all. And if I look at Isaiah 48, and if we just look at some of the benefits, I mean, it says that God has got so much more in store for us. He wants to give us so much and that our lives, just by being obedient to him, just by living a life that is righteous, you know, before God, he says there in, in, in verse 11, the Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry and restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. And it says some of you will rebuild the desert ruins of your cities. Then you'll be known as a rebuilder of walls and a restorer of homes. And it says, keep the Sabbath day holy. Don't pursue your own interests. And that we should share our food with others. And, you know, help others that are in need. And just by giving of our time, giving of um, what is what God is requiring from us, setting other people free, sharing the word of God, all of this pleases the Lord. You know, we give ourselves, our lives as a living sacrifice unto him. So let us pray for those of you who need um, God's healing touch, who need guidance, who needs an answer to pray, or even just needing deliverance. Ask God, do you need to fast? Ask him to show you, to really confirm in your heart if you need to fast. And even if you feel it in your spirit, and with God, you can you can decide what the Holy Spirit lays on your heart, what you need to, to abstain from, how long your fast should be. And then during that time, just pray, seek God's face 
and God will be faithful and he will answer your prayers because God is faithful. He wants to see your heart. And that is such a beautiful way that we as Christians can humble ourselves truly before the living God. So I just want to end off by praying for you. So Father God, I just come and I pray for every single listener out there today who's just um, hearing my voice, Father. You know where they're at, Father. You know the areas of their lives that they need breakthrough for, whether it is for a job, whether it's for a sick child, whether it's for their own illness, Father, or whether it is for someone else, a friend, Father, that is really in need. God, I pray that you will touch their hearts, that you will minister to them, Father. Show them that if they need to fast, guide them if they need to, how many days, what to abstain from. Lord, because you are faithful, you do hear our prayers, Father. And there are times, Lord, that you require from us to lay aside something for your glory, And I pray, Lord, that you will touch every listener's heart in this week. I pray that these words will ring true to them, that even as they go through this week, Father, that you will lay something on their hearts, that you'll stir within their spirit, Daddy, and show them and guide them what they need to do. And I ask this, Father, all in your precious name, Jesus Christ. Amen. I really hope that this word has blessed you, that you got a little bit more of an understanding of what does it mean to fast, how to fast, and what does God really require from us. And that is our really our heart's attitude. So we'll meet again next Saturday at the same time from me, Alana Willifu. Have a beautiful, blessed week. Goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.